That was Sunshine Sometime by The Good Love. G'day everybody and welcome to the Afternoon Drive Show. My name is Josh Olive and I'll be your host for this week. And as usual, we, we've we got all the best bits of uh, best hits and news for you all listening today. It is currently 20 degrees in Ipswich, so it's a bit of a cool one today, so be sure to lay up a bit there, folks. So today, we've got some very exciting stuff for you all here today on Phoenix Radio. It is currently... It is currently 4.07pm and we have some exciting guests who will be chatting about all things aviation. Matina is currently at the USQ Springfield Flight Simulator with Ewan Brown and Connor Lumsden. We're going to cross live to Matina now. Take us to the danger zone, Matina. Thank you, Josh. Um, my name is Martina, and I'm right outside the flight simulator at the University of Southern Queensland uh, Springfield campus with Ewan and Connor, who are studying a Bachelor of Aviation. Thank you guys for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's all good. Thank you. So what, why did you both choose aviation? So like, when I was 14, I kind of had it in the back of my mind as a career option, but I never really knew how to go around it. But when I saw the course, I was like, yeah, that's good way to get into the industry and you know get through to an airline yeah absolutely what about you yeah i've always been fascinated by the idea of uh you know flying a massive tin tube through the sky but <laughs> ever since i was a child i was lucky enough to travel the world and yeah ever since then I just enjoyed all of it wow that's great well what's your favorite destination oh probably canada was amazing over there yeah what about you favorite destination Ooh, it's like a little island in the south pacific called Niue. it's like oh wow a bit away from new zealand it's like 20 250 square kilometers it's like it's a very small place but it's amazing like clear waters and everything oh beautiful i haven't even heard of that i'll have to add that to my list (laughs) so what is something you love in particular about aviation uh well I like how they have the flight simulator here at the campus. It's yeah. amazing. Like, don't have to travel anywhere. Just jump in the flight simulator and go for it. Yeah. Yeah. We. I had the opportunity to look during O week, and it's like a decked out seven three seven at the Springfield campus, but I think it's an A three twenty at the Toowoomba campus. So like different brands like Boeing and Airbus. So you can choose which one you want to learn on. Wow, that's really cool. Have you guys been in there yet, or next semester? Uh, that's the uh, second semester in the first year, so... Oh, yeah, not too far away, though. Not too far yeah, away. Not too that's, far. that's so exciting. So, um, what is the importance of the aviation industry? So, yeah, you got your main main airliners, your passengers, passenger airliners. They, they do international, domestic travel, even regional at some points. And then also you got cargo. So, those major airliners gut the seats... And then they just put in huge bits of cargo and such. There's also firefighting as well. So how to deal with bushfires. They just get water from a lake or river or anything. And then they go over to the fire and drop it on. Wow. Yeah, there's so many industries where, you know, aviation you wouldn't think is the main thing. But Mm. like you think surveillance, you got... uh, even even entertainment, a lot of the time you got aerobatics and everything. So yeah, there's so many p- components of the industry which just everywhere in the world. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. It's good to hear actually about all these different aspects. A lot of people just think about going to the airport and catching a flight to a country, but there's so many other aspects of aviation which is quite interesting that people can get involved in, which is great. Um, so how has the industry shifted? We are experiencing, you know, a lot of, a bit of a change, obviously, pre and post COVID. But h- how has it shifted uh, post COVID? Yeah, look, in 2019 they had huge projected passenger numbers mm. for the 2020 year, and um, 
obviously all that fell apart with COVID. Yeah. But the inter- industry is like really recovered pretty quickly and they're mm-hmm. almost about to re- reach those goals like halfway through 2022. So it's pretty good. That's great news. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the moment, so many parts have left because of the pandemic. And right now, there's so much opportunity for, you know, people to get into flying planes and being parts on airlines and doing everything. So mm-hmm. it's just a great time. Especially in America, like they've had to lay off so many of the po- those pilots. It's, they're, um, they're stealing all the experienced ones from other countries because they don't, they don't have enough to run their major airlines and regional airlines too. Wow. That's very interesting to hear that there has been a shift, but I guess the future of aviation really is there so people can get involved, which is great news. So, because we have reasonably sunny skies or cloudy without rain, which we haven't had in a while, which which is good news, um, and we also have a bit of an audience here, which is exciting, I was thinking we could do a competition between the two of you. So, I've got some paper planes and I was thinking we could fly them to see whose plane goes the furthest. So, who will be the international pilot? Who will be the domestic pilot? Let's see who's going to win. Are you guys ready? It's on champion. Yeah, come on, mate. <laughs> going down. Not even. Perfect. Well, if you'd like to fly your paper planes, you're more than welcome to. I think we should fly them just over here. We've got a group of people here watching. We've got Isabella who's filming for our live. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. do this. Woo! Okay, let's see what happens. I'm going to report and tell you guys who's the winner. <laughs> Our audience are very excited, which is very good. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Congratulations! So, who won that? Congratulations! Great job. Is it Connor? Perfect. Well, Connor has won. His plane went the furthest, not by much, but by a pretty good amount. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was so good having you guys on the show. Thank you so much for joining us, UN and Connor. And it's back to Josh. All right. That, thank you so much to Ewan Brown and Connor Lumsden for chatting about aviation on the show today. For, for more information about aviation, be sure to visit the USQ website. So up next, it is Signs by The Running Touch. It is still currently 20 degrees in Ipswich at the moment, at the moment but this is Signs by Running Touch. Uh, hello and welcome back. It is currently 4.17pm and it's still currently 20 degrees in Ipswich all across. So, well, like I said, remember to layer up, folks, because this is a bit of a cool one today. Influenza rears its ugly head once more. As we approach winter and get further into flu season, people are becoming preemptive about influenza. Uh, after cases surge over 4,000 in the last week, and indeed the Queensland government has as well. In a bold announcement, Anastasia Palaszczuk announced... Uh, that every Queenslander eligible for vaccines were being given free flu vaccines this year to combat the rise of influenza A before it grows. As exciting as this sounds, GPs have had a little more trouble with it as Warwick Road Medical Practice Manager Angie Walker found out as well. We have Angie here to talk about her experience finding out out and what it means uh, to her and her practice. Uh, Hello Angie and thank you for coming in today. Hi Josh, how are you? I'm going pretty good yourself. Good thing. Thanks for having me. Oh, glad to have you on. So, um, when and how did you uh, find out about this rollout? So we found we found out yesterday. Our our practice we found out yesterday afternoon via social media. Um, mm. A little bit further investigation shows that that's pretty much how most of Queensland general practice and pharmacies found out, which 
which speaks to the, the way in which a lot of these announcements have gone over the last two and a half years with the, the COVID pandemic response. Yeah. yeah. Um, so finding out on social media, as you've said elsewhere, must, uh, must have been a bit of a shock. Uh, what were your immediate reactions to, like, to uh, seeing this? It's, it's just incredibly frustrating and it's, it's quite disrespectful really because it just displays the, the, the lack of understanding for how private practice, general practice in particular, work. Yeah. So it's not the best way to be announcing these sorts of very, very large community-based organisations. It, it's just not the way to do it. Yeah. It would you, really isn't. Would you say like, it's, it's lazy in a sort of way? Look, I'm not sure that I would use the word lazy. I think I would use the word they're, they're attempting to circumvent an issue that's happening in the community, particularly yeah. in our community of Ipswich. We've got a very significant flu, vaccine, uh, flu outbreak happening at the moment. Yeah. So I think they are trying to, to provide a solution, but the way in which they've gone about that, they're, they're really just not, they're not using they're not using their brain. They're doing something that they think is right, but really what they're doing is causing additional burdens and consequences and knock-on effects yeah. for general practice and pharmacies. Yeah, uh, has your practice been seeing a spike in booking since the announcement? If anything, what we have seen is people who have already paid for their flu vaccine asking whether or not they are going to be reimbursed for that cost. So uh, this announcement has made an impact on GPs. Um, that much is clear, but does this wide distribution of medicine impact pharmacies and pharmaceutical companies? So this is this is something that is is probably a little bit more apparent today than it was yesterday, as everyone sort of gets a little bit more of the information through some of our organisations. So we have been, as a, as general practices, we have been advised of a of a, a fee as such that the Queensland government is is going to reimburse us. Mm. What is still unclear is the process for which that is going to happen. And what they have told us is that we are to continue to order via our usual means, which means that we would order through private companies, pharmaceutical companies, pharmacies directly. We would pay that invoice as we would ordinarily. And then at some point down the track, Queensland Health is going to reimburse us for that. What we are finding today on the back of this announcement is now we have a a vaccine shortage. Mm. So we are now the pharmacy is unable to order vaccine because it is out of stock. Mm. Uh, could you see this sort of thing like happening more commonly in the future? I hope not. <laughs> this is this is this is actually not this is really not a very good way to practice yeah. public health intervention. It's just not. There is there is a national immunization program that runs where there are people under the age of five, over the age of 65, they are eligible for a, a government-funded vaccine. So the people who are not eligible for that are aged between the age of five and 65. They're usually school-aged kids, people who are growing up, and they, they pay a, a fee for that vaccine when they go to see their doctor or they go to see their pharmacist. And that has worked for as long as the program has been about. So when they start doing this and they change the parameters and they, they add burden and they add processes, they just... They're messing with something. They're trying to fix something that's not broken. Yeah. Um, considering all of this, what can people do to help protect themselves from the flu during this time? I think, it, particularly for our community at the moment, knowing knowing what we know based on, you know, we, we work in this, we work within this industry. We have close friends who work across across hospital and and general practice and pharmacy. We are seeing a massive spike in flu and. It is an airborne virus. It doesn't yeah. matter what people want to take from that. It is an airborne virus. So if you are feeling unwell, 
if you have got any of those sort of respiratory type symptoms, you just need to wear a mask. Yeah. If you if you think you are sick, you would probably best to stay home. Yeah. Flu does spread very very easily. Um, it's it's a it's a very common thing. We see it every year. Obviously, we've not seen it for the last couple of years because we've had these incredible protections in place with the the COVID mitigations with masks and these sorts of things. So we we are in a little bit of a vulnerable position this year because we're not really yeah. biologically ready for it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah um, so we just, just do, yeah. do care and caution and stay home if you're sick and don't send your kids to school if they're sick yeah. because then they're going to make everyone else so, in the classroom sick. So basically what we've been hearing for like the past two years now, like sorry to cut you off there, Angie, but like we've got to... Got to wrap it up. But You've got to wrap it up. I get yeah, it. That's but, all good. But thank you so much for coming on the show today. Like, honestly, thank you for, like, uh, let, informing us all, like, about this. And just, I can't thank you enough. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, Josh. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. If anyone has any questions about the vaccine rollout and how to get a vaccine, contact your local GP about more information. Uh, next up, we have some Vox Pops uh, by Shannon. But, yeah, so as you know, this past week, the federal election took place and it finally happened. ScoMo is no longer Prime Minister. Australia is officially out of rehab. But having said that, Shannon has gone out to ask people what other people think of the outcome of the election. What are your thoughts on the election results? Go Alvo! Go DJ Alvo! Woo! (laughs) That was a very interesting result. I did not expect... Anthony Albanese to be up ahead. I was expecting Scott Morrison to stay as PM because I like the Liberals. They know the politics the right way, but Labour won it. So I was very disappointed and let's hope that he does it right. I think it was fascinating, the results. Uh, And I've told this on the weekend to a lot of my friends that I think, obviously, I come from overseas, and I think the democracy in Australia is absolutely fascinating, where the people really have a voice. I think probably the Liberal Party learned that the hard way, uh, ignoring women, Mm. and we see that with a lot of the independence deals and a lot of them being professional women being elected. So I think the lesson to be learned is listen to the people, which I think uh, the Liberal Party probably did not do enough of and that's been reflected in this election where I think the results really surprised everybody but I think that is the beauty of the Australian democracy where people essentially have the power to select whoever it is that they want so it's been fascinating no it didn't bother me who got in I just hope that they don't um, give away too many um, goodies if you like It'll make it harder to pay back that big debt from the COVID and all those things that we got ages ago. Otherwise, my great-grandkids will be paying it back. I think we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens. I think um, the Liberal Party seemed like it was uh, very similar to the Labor Party and they didn't offer much different, but I think. Um, so I think people just voted for Labor because they seem like a better option. Although it's interesting they didn't get many of the actual votes of the only 30%, so lots of um, independence and stuff, eh? It'll be interesting to see. I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. Scomo, eh? Yeah. 
a pretty good turnout, I'd say. Uh, the green seats, like, getting a good majority, like, more than usually, like, found within every election is pretty good. I, yeah, I'm happy with the result. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. Uh, I would expect that the Green Party gets more attention and, you know, votes, but anyway, the ultimate outcome, I was happy with that. <laughs> so many thoughts. It's interesting that the Greens won, but that's it. Yeah. Do you have any opinions on the election results? Do you have any opinions on the election results? Not really. <laughs> I'm very happy, um, yeah, I'm very glad that Labour got in and I think that they will make some positive changes in Australia. Um, I believe that we're going like for the LGBT people, like the, the, the case, um, <laughs> for Labour winning is really good. Um, so the laws that they're bringing in is about like, you know, supporting trans people and I think that finally needs to be done in this economy, you know, this climate, yeah. Thank you very much for that, Shannon. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was great to hear all those opinions, and hopefully it's all easy-peasy with Albanese. But um, before uh, coming up after this song, we've got uh, Geordie Lavers-McBain to talk to you about the, uh, both the physical and mental health benefits of martial arts. But that's right after this song, Term Release by The Young Divas, here on phoenixradio.com.au. We now come to that time of the show where we let you in on everything about how to improve your own health and well-being, from all the tips and tricks in that that there is out there for you all. For this week, I want to share you the great benefits that uh, the martial arts can have on not just your physical, but your mental health as well. Joining me on the show today is my former trainer, Geordie Lavers McVean. Geordie is a seventh dan black belt in karate and has multiple achievements in various other forms of martial arts. He is the founder and owner of Black Dragon Kai and has trained a multitude of people, including title-winning fighters in Muay Thai and MMA. Everybody, please welcome to the show, Geordie Lavers McVean. G'day, Geordie, how you going? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm going good. Yourself? Yeah, good. Good. So, so uh, to start off, um, what initially got you into martial arts, and how long have you been practicing it for? Um, I was uh, 1985. I first started training, so I was I was a young boy, um, and yeah, I always just was fascinated with martial arts and martial arts movies and um, everything about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it's that must be 30, 37 years ago, so <laughs> a while ago. Wow. Uh, what forms of martial arts do you know, and um, what forms are you currently practicing at the moment? Um, yeah, so um, I have done a lot of different styles of martial arts. Um, I, I teach modern martial arts, which is our own system of self-defense, combined yep. different styles. I teach Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I've had a black belt in that for about eight, nine years. Um, I teach Muay Thai, MMA. Um, done a lot of training in uh, karate, um, Judo, um, weapon arts like uh, Anis, Eskrama, Kabuto, Aido. Um, yeah, yeah, lots of lots of different styles. Still, still um, training as much as I can and different things. Uh, recently started Salat, um, and um, yeah, just always trying to learn more. Yeah, yeah. So, um, with all these like different forms of martial arts, like, uh, what are some of the physical physical benefits that martial arts can have? Well, definitely, uh, training will help you physically. Um, there's there's the, the strength and endurance of, of, of being able to get through an entire class, um, throwing punches and kicks or throws or different techniques like that. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that's, that's a good benefit there. Flexibility, you know, most people sort of um, think of martial arts and flexibility, people being able to do high kicks and splits and things like that, so yeah. that's good there. Um, but also... Um, it, it's that it's that mindset of pushing yourself, you know, further forwards and 
um, that ability to even later on in life still have goals um, to, to try and motivate you to, to push forward. So that, that's one of the, the biggest benefits for martial arts. A lot of people do different sports when they're young, but as they get older, they, they stop participating them. And yeah. the good thing about martial arts is it's, it's for life. So you can continue training. Um, you know, you just change how you train in the class and you can continue sort of pushing yourself forwards for the rest of your life and adapting as it goes. Yeah, like um, that links perfectly in my, into my next question. So like besides the just the physical, like what kind of positive impacts can training do for like a person's mental health? Yeah, well, certainly um, confidence is, is, is a big booster. Just just knowing that you can get your body to perform in certain ways is going to help your, your confidence even in just sort of any athletic endeavor. Yeah. Um, plus, the, plus the knowledge that, um, you know, hopefully you never have to, but if you need to, you know, you would have the skills to be able to defend yourself and your family and your loved ones. Yeah. Definitely that that's a huge benefit psychologically for people to just, you know, know that they have something which, if everything goes to the worst, they have something that can help them or, or, or their loved ones um, be protected. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, just before we finish off, if anyone listening to the show would like to pick up some training for themselves, um, where would they be able to find or possibly contact you? Yeah, if anyone would like to um, um, contact me, so my, my club's called Black Dragon Kai. Um, if you look that up on Google, I'm sure you'd be able to find um, you know one, one, one of our um, locations or blackdragonkai.com.au. Um, Kai spelled K-A-I. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, but... Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's lots of different styles of martial arts out there, and, and the more people could, um, you know, get involved, find something that suits them, I, I think um, the, the better the world will be. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for coming on the show today, Geordie. It was great to talk to you again after, like, so many years. And um, if anyone else is looking for training out there, be sure to look up Jack, Black Dragon Kai on Google or even Facebook. But, um, yeah, thank you again. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Geordie. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you again. Thanks heaps, Josh. All right, good <laughs> good stuff. Take care of yourself, Jordy. Bye. See ya. All right. Um, so, yeah, like I said, if you're looking uh, for into training martial arts yourself, be sure to look up Black Dragon Kai. It's on. It can be found on Facebook at either Black Dragon Kai by Desert, Black Dragon Kai Jim Boomba. I'm pretty sure there's a club in Ipswich, and be sure to look, look it up on Google. But um, coming up next is All Night Long by Lionel Richie on Phoenix Radio. Hello and welcome back. Red, yellow, pink, and green is the way we used to start our rainbow. But in this ever-changing world, we see humanity having many different ways to start our rainbows. And this time, we'll be talking about the LGBTQIA plus uh, rainbow. Today, we have a USQ second year music student joining us today. Hi, Erin. Uh, how, how are you there? Uh, hello. Uh, I'm good. I'm good, yeah. <laughs> I'm going good. Um, so, uh, first of all, tell me about which part of the rainbow you are. Um, so I'm bisexual, uh, and I'm also non-binary, so my pronouns are they, them, uh, and it just means that I don't fit within the gender binary. Yeah. So, uh, did you realize that you were bisexual and non-binary around the same time-ish, or was it more of a progressive process? Um, it, I, kind of progressive, uh, I knew since I was about 13 or 14 that I was bi. Yeah. Um, and... With uh, my non-binary identity, uh, it was more of a process. Um, I didn't really know what it was until mm, probably my last year in high school. Yeah. Uh, and now that I kind of reflect on it, I kind of realize I probably always felt that way, um, yeah. but didn't have the words to describe it. That, that's awesome. So uh, 
Um, what are the main stereotypes that come with identifying as like um, they them? Um, well, I guess like probably the biggest one uh, would be that mm, all non-binary people kind of present androgynous. Yeah. Um, or have to present as opposite of what their birth gender is. Yeah. Um, so, like, I present very feminine. Um, so people kind of always just assume, like, oh, you can't be non-binary because, you know, you're not trying to avoid that binary, you know? Yeah. Sort of stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, it, like, how do you uh, deal with those and uh, correct them? Um, well, I just usually, in terms of, like, when people say rude things, uh, I usually just say, hey, you know, that's, you know, a bit rude, because a lot of the time people genuinely don't know. They just say things and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 like they might not get it or something. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, how different is the environment of when you were in school compared to now that you've, like, fully come out? Like, how, how much has, like, say, the landscape changed? Um, the, I guess the biggest thing is that, uh, the people that I, like, surround myself with now, we're all adults, um, you know, compared to, like, high school, where, yep. you know, being forced to be around the same people all the time, you don't know, yeah. uh, if you come out to someone and then you're forced to see them when they don't respect you, you know, it can be stressful. Yeah. Uh, so I guess now it's a lot more freeing to be able to not worry if I have to constantly see someone who you know, I don't gel with. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, awesome. Like, that. that's absolutely awesome. Like, having, like, that... It, it must be very liberating to, like, finally have that freedom, like like you said, like, going from high school where it's all, like, compact and you're um, seeing everybody every day to being more in the open world. Like, that must be very liberating. Yeah, it is. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, but awesome, like that, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, Erin, and telling us about your experience and being a part of the rainbow in the Springfield community. Like it's, it's so beautiful to see how diverse like our community here is here at USQ. Thank you for having me. No, like thank you very much for coming on the show. It was wonderful to talk to you, Erin. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, you're tuned into Phoenix Radio. It is currently uh, 4.49 p.m. in the afternoon and the temperature currently in Ipswich right now is still 20 degrees Celsius, so that was Eve Part 1 by Stevie Wright. I got into a bit of the route. Eve! <laughs> oh, we got all the old classics on here today. I love it. But yes, hello and welcome back. So, if you're looking for an idea to keep the kids entertained during um, Term 2 holidays, here is a wonderful idea to keep the kids entertained during Term 2 holidays. There's a glitch in the Matrix. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's called Bunkasaurus, a show... A puppetry show on, the, on at the Ipswich Art Gallery. Award-winning bunk puppets, cre creators of Swamp Juice and Sticks and Stones Broken Bones, presents this raucous new all-ages adventure. Forget what you think you know. No, tear open your imagination for an epic journey with two brothers. Um, it's on Monday, the 27th of June uh, to Friday, the 8th of July this year, 2022. Uh, the session times are 10.30 a.m. to 2 p.m., Monday to Friday. Each performance is about 45 minutes long with no intermission. Um, cost is uh, $7 per person. Adults and children both require tickets, and children must be accompanied by an adult ticket holder. Entry fee is um, for under two's... Not... I can't read. I'm very sorry. But... <laughs> 
Age group recommended for five years and over. Parental guidance is recommended for under fives. Oof. <laughs> Sounds a bit risque. Uh, bookings. Bookings are essential. Mac- maximum ten pi- There is a maximum of 10 tickets per person. Walk-in tickets may be available on the day for purchase in person from um, the gallery's info desk if the session is not fully sold out, reserved um, at the, d- the door on the day. Um, yeah, uh, and if you're looking to cancel, um, as courtesy to other patrons, please cancel your reservation through even... Event bright if you are unable to attend. So, yes, be sure to keep an ear out for that. It's called Bunkasaurus at the Ipswich Art Gallery. If you're looking to make an inquiry, be sure to call the number at 3810-7222. That's 3810-7222 to go and see Bunkasaurus at the Ipswich Art Gallery. That is unfortunately all the time we hit have for today's episode it has been a wonderful wonderful drive with you all this afternoon and i hope you all stay safe out there remember it's wear seatbelts wear seatbelts thank you Stuart. (laughs) wear your seatbelts and be sure to drive home safe here with the drive show on phoenixradio.com.au i have to love you and leave yous